Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of People with Penny. So at People with Penny, we talk to small business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives in Nigeria, and people yet to start their businesses. So for today, we have Angel Yinkore. I don't know if I'm getting it right. Angel, please help me out. Yes. Oh, I'm getting it. Ah, great. Angel Yinkore. Yeah, she's a psychologist. Um, so please, Angel, introduce yourself to us and your brand. Um, okay, my name is Angel Yinkore, and I am a therapist living in Lagos, Nigeria. I have a private practice called Welcome to Truth, and this is my third year of being in practice. Um, I work with young people, um, basically mostly youth, but also older um, Nigerians within and outside Nigeria. I'm also the mental health lead at Stunt and Rape, which is an NGO that is um, designed to fight gender-based violence in Nigeria. I volunteer for several organizations, um, board of some um, organizations as well. Yeah, so basically what I do is just mental health awareness, psychotherapy, and just helping people be the best version of themselves that they want to be. Yeah, sounds very interesting. It sounds like, you know, you know, a lot to do at the same time. So um, do you, how do you plan your work and like people, how do you have personal time? Or is it something that takes away all your time or, you know, you found your rhythm and your balance? Um, yeah, you have to find your rhythm and balance, um, especially because I have work, I'm getting a degree at the moment and um, yeah. you just have to find your balance. So. For example, I work um, Monday to Thursdays. I do therapy Monday to Thursdays. Um, I don't work from Friday to Sunday. So those are mostly for meetings, personal time with my family, my loved ones, and stuff like that. But then um, there's also schoolwork and you have to do that every day. So um, it's up to you to really create the time for yourself, to be honest, because work can overwhelm you and then you get burnt out. So I, uh, my personal place of comfort is the beach. I try to go to the beach once a month and just um, unpack and de-stress. And I also try and talk to the people in my life as much as possible, just to make sure that my head is clear. Mm, great, sounds great. I love it. Going to the beach, I, I used to go to the beach in Abuja, but- <laughs> You guys have the waterfalls and stuff. I mean, no. all those pictures I'm always seeing with the rocks and the lakes and greenness. Oh. Well, yeah, we do. Recently discovered. So and yeah, they are really really nice. Yeah, yeah. So when did you discover your passion for, let's say, therapy, like you know, for helping people for mental health? Basically, how did you start that journey? Um. So since I was young, I was always fascinated by um criminal investigation CIs. It's it was a channel on DSTV back then, um, and it usually talked about like serial killers, why people were pushed to kill, and it was odd, you know, being like a five six year old watching these shows. I don't even know if my parents let me watch them, but it just intrigued me. Like you know, what would make someone murder their whole family or just do it badly? So what I originally wanted to study was criminology, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find a good university for that. Um, you know, that was up to the standard my parents wanted. Um, so then I wanted to then do criminal law. Um, and I did, you know, I did get admission for that, but for some reason, I also got admission for psychology. 
Uh, and then I was like, yeah, let me go study that. And so the plan was study psychology, then go and do law because I wanted to have that extra advantage because I really still wanted to learn about the mind. But then my first class, um, just from the definition of what psychology was in that class and the way the lecturer talked about it, it was just really interesting to me. And I was like, yeah, um, I love this. So that was how I studied it. And then the direction changed from law. So when I got out of school, um, started my practice. Um, I was employed by a company to do therapy for their, um, for their staff, right? And then it just kind of kicked up from there. And then I started getting gigs, you know, speak at this event, um, do this thing. I did, you know, some TED Talks. I did some stuff. And then from there, yeah, referrals, referrals, referrals. And now, yeah, my practice is my full-time job now. So, oh. yeah, that's how it started. That's great. That's that's a, that's that's a, that's a great career progression. It's like it's just been getting better yeah. for you. Yeah, it has. That's amazing. Um, so how's investing in um psychology or should I say therapy? Because I've 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 heard people say you know the courses are very expensive. Education is expensive. The courses are expensive. Mm. The exams you have to write are very expensive. And that relating to um how much people actually pay for therapy in Nigeria. How's that balance? What's that like? Hmm, so this is an interesting question because first off, therapy is a job you can't fake, right? You're either a good therapist or you're not a therapist. There's no, you know, you can't be a consistently bad therapist and continue. People will give reviews and especially in the age of social media, your, your practice will die really quickly. So the person I'll say is there has to be the passion to even do it. So you have to be a good listener generally in your day-to-day life, right? Um, you have to have empathy. You have to be willing to listen to people. And then there's also now the knowledge part of it where you have to actually know what you're doing and um, so that there can be progress in your students, in your clients' lives, right? Mm-hmm. With that being said, it is an expensive course. But then we live in the digital age where there's a lot of resources online, right? So I remember when I got out of school, I think I did a couple of courses then on Udemy. I did a couple of courses on, um, what's the other one? So edX, right? Um, and definitely I will admit to the fact that, you know, I do have privilege in the sense of the fact that my parents are available to support me and stuff like that. So there is that, but also some of these courses are free. Um, Udemy, for example, has a lot of, free um, courses sometimes which they put up like pop-up sales right Mm -hmm. so you know people can do that but I think where the true expense comes in is when you talk about things like you know furthering your master's or going for a specialization which I'll say since I'm speaking to Nigerian creatives or people that are interested in this field is is kind of two-sided because not a lot of you know the money is a lot let me not like the money is a lot I remember when I was applying for for decrease I think a year or two ago and it was about you know 30,000 pounds right so you know how many people realistically have that money right so what ends up happening is the practice of therapy and psychotherapy in Nigeria is quite different academically from what we have in the west right because there is a financial angle as well but there's also the fact that it's a very small field so if everybody's waiting for everybody to have their master's and then have their doctorate while leaving thousands of thousands of people unattended Right. So what happens in Nigeria is a lot of people start practice with what they have. And the most important thing actually is experience because somebody can have all the degrees and they're not a good therapist. Right. 
And, you know, somebody may have one degree and they're an amazing therapist. So it all depends on, you know, the experience. Now, relating that to the expense of therapy, um, therapy is not cheap. Let's just, you know, be honest, right? Um, But there are different levels of therapy in Nigeria. So you have, you know, the federal psychiatric hospitals, you know, state hospitals, right? Mm. And those are kind of cheaper compared to, let's say, private practitioners or, you know, private hospitals. Right. So I think like in just the same way that there's healthcare, but for every level at different financial levels, there's therapy care, but at different financial levels as well. Right. And now because of the generation we live in, there's a lot of organizations that, you know, are giving free therapy, free counseling, you know, mentally aware Nigeria is there, Stance Andrew, which I work for, is there for the GBV side. You know, all these organizations provide free pro bono therapy. So there is something for everyone, um, you know, at the end of the day. Hmm. Hmm. Very insightful. And the point you made about, you know, um, therapy being accessible to people at different levels, just the same way as healthcare is, I think that's like the best way to put it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot of people see therapy as, you know, a luxury, a luxury mm-hmm. service as well, you know, something you need to have a lot of money and to get. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So um, over the course of your career progression, and you know over the journey and over the years that you started what are the challenges mm-hmm. you faced actually the ones mm. that you did not see coming and how were you able to overcome those challenges mm. I'd say first challenge is like you know starting a business right so I didn't expect to start a business in therapy um you know if a colleague of mine had really just submitted my name to a company and the company was like yeah we like you you know come work for us so I started working like straight out of school right and it was really just learning on the job right um starting a business getting it organized you know registering with CHC filing your taxes so that is something I want to hinge on is please if you're a small business owner in Nigeria please please and please pay your taxes reason being um, you do not know the level of growth your company will get to. And trust me, you do not want to have issues with tax people, you know, mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years down the line, right? So if you're creative and your company is registered, um, endeavor to pay your taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, you know it, it, talking about Nigerian taxes is a whole different conversation, but just pay them, sure. Um, you know, <laughs> so there's that, but there's also having to learn how to delegate. You know, the higher I got, um, in my career progression, especially the organizations I work with, I had to learn how to delegate. And I'm someone that, you know, prior to now, I used to like doing everything myself, but it's a whole lot of work, like you said. Mm-hmm. So learning to delegate was another interesting thing. Um, also learning how to pay yourself salary and um, financial discipline, let me put it like that, because not a lot of people that are entrepreneurs or have, um, have businesses you know, usually have the hang of financial discipline. And the truth is, if you don't have normal financial discipline, you're not going to have it in business, right? So mm. it's a trait that you should even, you know, start developing before you start a business. So my business um, accounts are very separate from my personal account. You know, I pay myself salary like I'm, in, I'm an employee. You know, I'm my own employee. So let me put it like that, yeah. right? Um, company investments, making sure that all of that is good. And also another thing is clients, um, therapist rapport. Right. That's because my job is having to work with people directly. So you have to make sure that you're not saying the wrong things. You're not making people uncomfortable. You really have to learn tact, you know, really, really have to learn human relations and stuff like that. So there were a whole lot of challenges that still are right. Having to prove to people that you're good at what you do, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, having just started out 
Um, and then, but then once you, once you begin and the work starts to speak for itself, you know, people really start questioning you. Um, early on in my career, that used to happen, but not really anymore, right? Um, mm. So once you make a name for yourself, people can see that you're good. Um, even your senior colleagues are referring clients to you because they're like, yeah, she can handle that and stuff like that. So yeah, there are challenges just like every other job, but you can handle them if you're, if you're determined. Hmm. Can I do them if you are determined? That's great. So, um, say I'm interested in therapy. What's going to be the three tips to, you will give me to start to start like you know therapy as a career pursuing therapy as a career? Yes. Okay. Uh, first off, you have to get a BSc right in psychology, obviously. Um, you know. So get a BSc in psychology. If you're financially able to, you're privileged, you can get a master's, right? But what I'd advise is get working experience. Um, if you live in Lagos or you live in any state that has a state hospital or a federal hospital that has a psychiatry department, um, I encourage you to go work there because there is nothing, trust me, nothing compared to working in a mental health institution. Um, you really get to see real cases on ground. You learn how to, you know, you can even start to see if you may even want to delve into psychiatry, right, further. Um, but there's really no, nothing that comes close to working on ground and getting your hands busy in, um, in the hospital, right? So if, if you work in the hospital, you realize that the hospital is where you want to work, you want to do clinical practice, then you can stay on in the hospital, get your master's while working in the hospital, um, you know, but if you know that it's private practice you want to do, then, you know, set up your practice, get your certifications, um, get, you know, research, get knowledge, right? Get superiors that, you know, you're answerable to because there are times when you will have very difficult cases and you will need a supervisor, right? So make sure you have somebody that you're accountable to. Um, we get a peer supervisory group. I have a group of fellow um, therapists like me. We have a chat. Um, we check in with each other. We have monthly group support because it's a very, very draining um, job, oh, right? Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, I think those are like the tips I would say if you want to, if you want to start, in, but also make sure it's something you really want, really, really want to do because um, therapy is draining. So if it's, if you know that you're not going to be in it for the long haul, uh, maybe going to academia, right? So if that's more your forte, um, if research is more what you're inclined to do, then academia is also a very good option. So we have clinical practitioners, we have academic practitioners. And we all help each other because it's from their research, we're able to do what we do on the clinical side, right? Um, so yeah, that's that. Mm, great, thank you. Uh, so really insightful. And I remember earlier when you mentioned about taking courses, you know, and just developing knowledge. I think for the, the main thing I've taken away is, I mean, number one, you just have to have the passion because it's not an easy job. Like sometimes I imagine what it's like being a therapist and, you know, I can't, I can't imagine it completely because I'm, yeah, it seems like it takes a lot. So yeah, it's important for people to be very passionate about what they're doing. So um, do you think it would be different or, you know, your career progression would be, or your career where you are right now would be different if you were doing therapy in another country, based in another country? Um, so definitely it will be slower, right? Because... I mean, it depends on the country you're talking about, Ja. But, you know, every country has its own laws when it comes into mental health, right? We kind of have more of a free, freer system here in Nigeria, right? Um, for example, in westernized countries, you'd have to get your BSc, get your MSc, get your DQ side, which is about, you know, 
let's say a total of eight, 80 years and then you start having oh. to get board certified right um but then the, the thing with you know being abroad is there's a lot of regulation which is also really good um you know so there are pros and cons of being in nigeria right prayer system less regulation you know so it depends on what side you're looking at it from um you know so can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay yeah so it depends on what side you're you're looking at it from there each side has pros and cons right um so in the west you know longer time in school more certifications more board examinations but then again they they have hundreds and hundreds of years um that we don't have in this field you know um it's literally still a very baby industry in nigeria right so they've had time to um fast track to you know um organize their systems organize their own pipeline and all of that which we don't really have yet right so yeah um it would be different very 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 much so um but yeah i'm happy where i am i'm happy i get to do what i do right yeah so yeah yeah that's great um okay so we're concluding soon uh but before then i'd like you to tell us an interesting fact about yourself uh interesting fact uh i am allergic to peach oh very very much yeah definitely allergic to peach yeah that's interesting yeah it could kill me so yes that's that oh wow oh is that yeah. i thought it was my type of allergies i just get a cold and maybe i'm sick for a day and that's it okay yeah so it depends on what i take uh so i think the first time i noticed it was when i was a kid my mom my mom's friend gave me sleep and like just uh, like my tongue is swelling up right so i wouldn't really think much of it then i got into secondary school then there was this um drink that was peach uh and i think i drank it one time so i have a spot around my body um but basically the symptoms for me are like russian roulette so you don't even know what i'm going to get so if it's spray if it's a drink um but the worst that can happen is like my truth um you know swelling up and cutting up oxygen so yeah I, that is interesting i never ever take peach Wow. Okay. It's interesting. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just like I was not expecting. <laughs> I was expecting that. Wow. Okay. Very careful, please. I'm sure you're being very careful already. Yeah. Yeah. You hardly ever see peach things anyway. Yeah. Actually, uh, so it's not like a common day-to-day allergy like that. Uh. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with us and be here today. I've learned so much that I didn't even know about um, therapy and psychology in Nigeria. And like, I feel like if I have the passion, <laughs> I know the right <laughs> steps to take. And yeah. I just want to ask if you have any last word for anyone that, you know, wants to get in this field, is not sure, is struggling, just, you know, any last words of encouragement? Uh- just go for it to be honest like if you know it's what you want to do you have a passion for helping people you like to listen to people's issues and help them through it then just go right and you know um whatever you do know that you know there are people that have done it right so you can't you're not they're not greater than you you're not greater than them we're all you know on this planet so yeah if you want to do it do it and yeah. see you out there yeah great go for it then uh okay so we've come to the end of another episode and i hope this to catch you in the next episode 
All right. Thank you, Angel, so much for the interview. Thank you. We're amazing. It was nice speaking with you. I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something from their story. And if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or or you plan on starting a brand in Nigeria, we are the best team to be by your side on your journey. Check out Penny.co to find out how to get started with us. So see you next week Thursday for another amazing episode. Bye.